Howdy folks, you're listening to Smarticus Tells History, the podcast where we discuss some of the wacky and crazy stories your friends may have told you. So sit down, have a beer or two, and let's learn a thing or two. Well, howdy folks, welcome once again to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am so thrilled that you guys decided to come back for episode number four of Smarticus Tells History. Now, some of you may have already heard this story, but that's okay, because guess what, you're going to hear it again. We start off in September of the year 1726 with a 24-year-old woman named Mary Toft. She was married to a man named Joshua Toft, whom she had had three children with in Godalming, Surrey, England. Now, Mary herself was an illiterate servant, and Josh was a journeyman clothier. Now, the story about Mary Toft gets a little weird. In August of the same year, one month prior, she had a miscarriage. Well, after this miscarriage, she still appeared to be pregnant. On September 27th of 1726, Mary's with her neighbor and mother-in-law by the name of Ann Toft when she went into labor. When she gave birth that evening, it was not to a human child, but to what appeared to be a cat, minus a few parts. You see, back in that time period, science and health was still mostly a mystery. Sure, they had doctors, but no one really knew what they were doing. Now, they believed that the human traits could be developed by what the people dreamed about when they slept. It's a little weird, but, you know, whatever. They'll believe anything. So what was Mary's excuse? Well, she believed that the cat was caused by the memories of an old family cat she had been dreaming about. At that time, the idea of this was not so strange like I had mentioned, and it was completely believable. The family had decided to call a doctor named John Howard, who paid little old Mary a visit, and what did he find? Well, he found nothing. He found absolutely nothing wrong with Mary. That is aside from the obvious. A few days later, lo and behold, Mary again gave birth, only this time it was a rabbit's head. The doctor remained with Mary for about a month, and during that time, he delivered numerous animal parts, most of which were rabbits. At one point, he even recorded that he pulled nine dead baby rabbits from Mary's hoo in a single day. Nine rabbits. Think about that now. Nine friggin' rabbits in a single day. Anyways, Howard was completely baffled. So what did he do? Well, he sent some letters all across England to the country's best-known doctors, scientists, and even the king himself. He told those that he wrote to of the births and awaited assistance. All the while, he was still delivering more and more of the animal parts. Now, upon receiving the letter, the king was intrigued to say the least, so he sent a couple men to go and figure out what exactly was going on. Now, it is recorded that the two men were Nathaniel St. Andre, who was a Swiss surgeon and anatomist, and Samuel Malinex, who was the secretary to the Prince of Wales. By the time St. Andre and Malinex arrived at the scene, she had to be moved to a nearby town called Guildford. Now, this move allowed Howard to supposedly monitor her more closely. As the days grew on, doctors would examine the body parts of these bizarre births. Now, they collectively concluded that the parts could not have been developed inside the womb of Mary. Alas, Mary still had one believer. That, St. Andre, who was so much a believer still, that he took some of those animal parts that she gave birth to, to the king. Now, we all know how quickly news like that can travel, especially in today's world. London was on the rage about the story, so the king sent yet another surgeon by the name of Siracus Alhiers to Guildford to look into this a little more closely. He did, in fact, end up witnessing several of these so-called births, and he too came to the conclusion that the whole thing was a sham and that Mary was a big fat phony. Al Harris took some of those rabbit parts back to London much like St. Andre had, 
However, he examined them a little bit more closely by examining the poop from one of the dead rabbits that Mary had supposedly given birth to. Now, while playing in that poop, he discovered that there was corn, hay, and straw in it. Now, I'm no genius, ladies and gentlemen, but even I know that there ain't no way in hell that that corn, straw, and hay developed inside Mary's womb. Not that I believe any of that other stuff could have either. Anyways, back to the story. Alhir has now confirmed this whole ordeal was a sham and confronted the king with his findings. He told the king that he suspected Mary Toft and John Howard were in collusion and showed the rabbit poop as evidence. Later on, a man by the name of Sir Richard Manningham, who was a doctor and midwife of the aristocratic society, was contracted by St. Andre. He saw to attend Mary, and like Alhir's, after witnessing a single birth, he too thought it was a hoax. Now, on November 29th, Mary was brought to London in Lancaster Fields. This goal was to move her somewhere that she could yet again be examined more closely. You see, Saint Andre hadn't learned his lesson yet and requested yet another doctor to witness Mary, a man by the name of James Douglas. Now, once Douglas had arrived, he had found that he wasn't the only one Saint Andre had called. Many other doctors and men in the medical field had also been summoned to witness Mary. And yet again, like Alhiers and now Manningham, Douglas too thought it was a sham. Mainly due to the fact that since Mary had been relocated again, now into the big city of London, she suddenly stopped giving birth to those rabbits. Hmm, go figure. You see, she was, however, badly infected and had lost consciousness on many occasions. After a few days of being in London and no births to be had, a man named Thomas Howard was caught trying to sneak in a rabbit in Mary Toff's room. Now, it didn't take long for Thomas to confess to Douglas Manningham that Margaret Toft, Mary's sister, had requested that he sneak in a small rabbit. On December 4th, Mary went into labor again, and this time, no rabbits, cats, or any other kind of animal parts were found. That same evening, the Justice of the Peace was called, and Thomas Howard spilled his guts to the peace officer. Now, Mary was arrested and questioned, but she didn't admit to anything until Manningham had told her that he would perform a very invasive surgery on her to distinguish if she was different than any other woman. Well, that was all it took, and on December 7th, 1726, Mary had admitted that she had placed all those animal parts inside of her own hoo-ha and acted as if she had given birth to them. Now, it shows on record that she wrote out different confessions, including a complete stranger, the wife of the organ grinder, her mother-in-law, and even John Howard. You see, now that the truth was out, St. Andre's career had plummeted greatly. He was removed from the king's court and later died in poverty in Southampton. John Howard managed to make it out okay after all, answering to the charges that Mary had placed against him. The case was dropped and he maintained a reputable man in Guildford. As for Mary, well, unfortunately, the case against her was also later dropped. The continued embarrassment of the whole ordeal that would ensue during Mary's trials was more than anybody wanted to deal with. After only spending a few months in jail, she was released. However, it is noted that the Duke of Richmond, who had a home near Galdeming, would show Mary off to those dinner guests as a form of mockery. Come to find out, 13 years later, in 1740, Mary had stolen several goods and was sentenced to the House of Correction in Guildford, but she was acquitted later on. On January 13th of 1763, Mary Toft died with a note inscribed in the records reading, Mary Toft, Widow, the Impostor's Rabbit.
Well, folks, I hate to say it, but that is the end of this week's story. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And if you have heard any wacky and crazy stories that you want told here, you can go to our Facebook page at Smarticus Tales History and leave a comment. Now, with that being said, I'll see you next time, and you guys have a wonderful, fantastic, and awesome day. Bye now.